What is going on, everybody? It is episode 62 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. I'm here with my co-host. Introduce yourself, please. Hi, Miracle Sam. Nice to meet you. Miracle Sam, who did not do her homework today. I forgot it was a Wednesday. It's okay. Uh, we're going to... I'm going to... What's going to happen, guys, is I'm going to babble about Superman and Lois for 10 minutes, and I've got things to say I'll be when we reactor. get there. Uh, and we've also got a guest host today. Introduce yourself, sir. Hello, my name's Hannah Claire. Pleasure to meet you. You look... Dude... You look just like your voice is a little bit different today, but my gosh, you're looking fantastic today, Hannah. Thank you. See how I called her? I can call her Hannah. Like she's it. not here. Right. I, otherwise, she might. What do you mean she's not here? She, right here. Oh wait, yes, yes, Hannah Clara. It's nice. To, it's nice to see you. How you go? How you doing? Where's Dane today? He was supposed to come in. He's sick. Dane, Dane, so Dane's not feeling well, guys. Uh, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. Uh, by the way, guys, that is Dane. Um, yeah. Fun fact, not Hannah Claire. Yeah. Uh, I mean, tomorrow Carter is going to fill in for Hannah Claire. We can say that he is yeah, Hannah Claire. He was, I was going to make that same joke, and now I can't because Dane got Dane, uh, Dane beat me to it. I revealed the secret. Everyone write in the comments your conspiracy theories as to what happened to Hannah Claire. Who knows? Anything could have happened. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Uh, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. We're going to talk about Paramount Plus's upcoming strategy as far as their releases. We are going to talk about an article I found on one of the actors from Dune that I think is going to be just a tad problematic in about a decade. Uh, Dane wants to talk about Street Fighter VI, as does Miracle, and then mm -hmm. I, myself, am going to review Superman and Lois today. So without further ado, I say we just get into it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So this article is from MovieWeb, and it says, Can, par uh, can uh, relying on revivals and spinoffs pay off for Paramount Plus? That is an interesting question because it does seem to be where their business model has gone. Uh, it says, uh, the streaming giant uh, unveiled its annual investor presentation this week with a big focus on nostalgia and revivals of existing content. So it says, this week, Paramount Plus revealed a slate of new content that will be releasing in the next few years. However, <clears throat> excuse me. However, new may not be the right word. As much of the content is based on already existing properties, people are eager for new installments of work with, uh, with which they grew up and Paramount Plus recognizes that, but can the strategy sustain Paramount Plus and other streaming services in the long term? How long until the nostalgia craze dies down and services uh, have to pivot to original content? Uh, I don't know if it ever dies down. I think they just pivot to the next decade. That, yeah. That's exactly what I was about to say. So every like nostalgia bit is effective when they just start you know, appeasing the generation. So like we're well, that's we're, the problem. They're not appeasing generations. They're just taking the properties and name only, and then ruining them. Well, they they're not appeasing guys like you and me. But mm -hmm. like some some people are like so normy to the core, you know that like they don't care that they're getting the their like eleventh Star Wars movie of the year. They're just, they're all about Star Wars because they're in a cult. Mm -hmm. So we're we're millennials, so we're getting to the point where like we're getting pretty sick of remakes, right? But then they're gonna do like a Hannah Montana remake, whatever, with like a. I'm sorry, what? With like an African Australian person, and then you know they'll they'll cater to like whatever came after us. I, mm -hmm. I don't really care. Well, it's the Is 80s. X? They just finished the 80s, uh, so Gen X just had their childhoods ruined. Now it will be our childhoods that get ruined, and then after that will be Miracle's childhood no, that gets ruined. Ours is like currently being ruined. They already started with my childhood. Ours is in the early stages of being re-ruined through right. Transformers, right. Uh, through uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with Seth Rogen. I think we got one, one or two more years of suffering, and then it'll be up to like the the Zoomers to get like ruined. So yep. Miracles Generation will be uh, mm -hmm. 
no, plastered. Area got ruined. They ruined Kim Possible with the live, uh, live action movie where they made her cry more. And then she has like a Mary Sue friend for no reason. And then um, Powerpuff Girls remake or Powerpuff, live action. Yeah, they're doing that. And um, Arthur, they made it woke. Have you seen the last episode of Arthur? No. You know what would be funny <laughs> if we made like crowdfunding no. for them to not do movies. Oh, it's like never. we'll pay, pay you to not yeah, ruin them. I'll literally pay you not to do Ghostbusters again. That's right. Actually, Sony's probably the only one that's doing well. So they can they they can keep going with Ghostbusters. Just but, an example. But Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I would maybe pay them to just leave it alone. Like have a million dollars? Don't do it. Just just leave it alone. Wouldn't that be hilarious? I mean, it would like, never all you work. Want is money anyway. Because they're gonna make billions off these things. But mm-hmm. yes, it would be extremely interesting if we could just find a way to just uh, how can we appeal to your self interest? It's okay. It's okay, but isn't a million dollars a little bit too small for these oh, people? Oh, that's like, Ten, I don't know. They would, they would have to be hundreds of millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. But uh, So it says, the nostalgia craze is not unique to Paramount or even streamers in general. Cable and broadcast networks are increasingly turning to their old properties to bring back older fans. This could lead to newer, more diverse content being passed over. Also, uh, what happens if a revival does not live up to the original and fans reject it? Wow. I can't imagine that happening. What would happen? When would that have ever happened? Star Wars, Cowboy Bebop. Uh, what else? Cowboy, Shira. Cowboy Bebop was a oh, particularly yeah. atrocious one because like, the art direction was really good. Mm-hmm. Don't forget Death Note. Death Note and a thousand other things. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, d- making live action Transformers movie that nobody but me liked. Uh, I didn't dare watch Death Note. Dude, I didn't watch it either, but I watched... Um, anime man joey on youtube review it dude it's atrocious have you seen brett death note brett no are you familiar with the I'm concept? Not an anime, i'm not an anime guy okay uh me neither but like i think there's a couple that are classics of which death note is one and like spark notes the concept is like boy finds a uh, journal that has some rules the rules are that if you write anyone's name they'll die the way you describe them and if you don't describe them um they'll get a heart attack within a minute isn't that great? I mean, and so what? this person essentially like becomes God because he has like power over everyone, mm-hmm. and it changes the social political game of the world. He also becomes like a terrorist for a little bit. Essentially, mm-hmm. uh-huh. that makes perfect sense. It's a cult and a terrorism act against like the country Japan for a bit, and against then, the world really. Well, he only targets Japan mainly because he's like there's so much injustice, and then like slowly like it increased like in size because it became a cult following but when the last chapter of the manga series they're like he's still gonna come back the, the way he rationalizes it is mm-hmm. that he only kills criminals but then he went a so little he's bit crazy like the punisher he's like dexter essentially or dexter but like within a notebook mm-hmm. and like his dad's a fed <laughs> and so that's, an, that's a cool rating twist so mm-hmm. his dad's a fed and like they're investigating like the person that's doing this so he's like the inside on oh. it's a good sh- i'm telling you it's like legitimately good story so like this, it, this is, these are the kinds of stories like done well that I think would appease people. Yes. But Hollywood likes to change it. Did, right. did you see this? They're bringing Teen Wolf back for a movie. Why? Uh, that's the question we all ask. No uh, offense. Granted, it, it would kind of be like bringing... I, I didn't watch Teen Wolf again. I don't think I was that target demographic. But I knew a lot of people that loved uh, True Blood. Mm-hmm. And I imagine like bringing back True Blood would be a disaster. Uh, Isn't even, like vampires? Even yeah, if we like, uh, was that Jeffrey Dean Morgan? Well, um, 
Yeah, I think so, but it's... Or no, like, I'm sorry, Joe Manginello. Well, right here on the same website that we're reading on, they have an article that True Bud Reboot is still getting a, a fleshed out, says HBO boss. What? Where? Oh, where? Isn't it like Fifty Shades of Grey before well, Fifty Shades of Grey? Well, it's saying on my laptop, but... Okay, I'm not seeing that. Okay, well, I, I, I think I read that article at mm -hmm. one point and I ignored it because I just, I don't want, I, I don't care. I, 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 didn't, I didn't care about True Blood, but I, that was more probably my, that they would have aimed that more at me than, that was kind of early days mm -hmm. showtime or something, right? No so, offense, yeah. like, to me, True Blood, the main girl's not that pretty. Man, no you are a judgmental... <laughs> She's, she even, remember the other day, she's like, Brie Larson's not that attractive. And I was like, kind of with her. Every but, episode. But every episode now, Miracle's like, just, just hating on women. Just, Miracle's just a hater. Brie Larson's I, beautiful, by the way. Okay. A million people in the comments would disagree with no you. No way. So, Zoe Kravitz, mean you were like, yeah, gorgeous, gorgeous. right? Um, I think they're all gorgeous. I'm like, Jesus, well, I find the beauty in everyone. Zoe Kravitz, yes, she's pretty. <laughs> but Brie Larson, no. Okay. Well, I just I we're gonna have a segment called Miracle Hates and it's gonna be just me picking women for Miracle to just dump all over. On today's episode of Miracle Hates. Exactly. People. It's so, okay, I hate some men too. She does. Well that's that's good. <laughs> it is equal opportunity hatred. Yep. That's the way to go. So it says Teen Wolf is back for a new movie and a revival of Nickelodeon's hit iCarly will premiere a uh, new season. The worlds of Star Trek and Yellowstone are expanding. Nobody gives a crap about Star Trek anymore. They've destroyed Star Trek. Though I, I have heard that they're going to make more of the movies, which are not really Star Trek. They're just Star Wars light. I like them. Uh, Chris Pine, the, the shows or the movies? The mo the, uh, by the way, the movie... The, all the Star Trek movies are like a trillion times better than all of the new Star Wars movies. Yes, even though they're not so, they're not inherently Star Trek yeah. in tone. They're yeah, more no. like Star Wars. It's like sci-fi popcorn. Exactly. Movie. Yeah. Uh, and the world, the Yellowstone is expanding because Yellowstone had that first spinoff that did really well, and now it's got another one coming. Uh, that shows doing gangbusters. But guess what? Yellowstone was original content, so that's not that doesn't really fit in with this whole idea of like, yeah, there's a spinoff to it, but the show's brand new within the last five years. It's not something they're mining from our childhood. Yeah. So it says, um, oh, what was the other one here? Uh, it says, oh, and Jersey Shore will be adapted for other countries such as Brazil and Mexico. How do you do that? Is there like, does the, do, do they have a guy? No, just picture me. Do they have a guy who's like, what is the Jersey Shore of Mexico? My TJ. brain just broke. Dude. <laughs> it's TJ. What is that? The Jersey Shore uh, for Mexico? Yeah, was I feel like it. Cholo is that, Shore? Is it Tijuana? <laughs> yeah, it's Tijuana. Tijuana is the Jersey Shore. Is it? Oh, what's that? We one? need a shirt that says Tijuana is the Jersey Shore of Mexico. Jessica, make it and I'll wear it. Yes. Uh, okay, uh, that and uh, earlier, I, what was the idea I had earlier? Is that it's never been a, there's never been a better time to be uh, a uh, beautiful woman with great business acumen. With great business acumen. <laughs> yeah. I texted that to my girlfriend. She loved it. Yes. <laughs> So it says animated series South Park and Beavis and Butthead and drama Seal Team will produce new original films to appeal to an adult audience. Uh, I'm a huge supporter of Seal Team. I love David Boreanaz. In uh, that also was an original show, although not an original premise. The chances of finding like a hyper original premise in 2022 is pretty benign. Is pretty unrealistic. They're gonna make SpongeBob again. 
Um, They've been making it. Many fans love to see the return of shows and movies from their childhoods, but not all fans. If you want to get an idea of the opinions around a particular reboot, simply scroll through social media or browse YouTube's comments. There will always be a 50-50 split. Oh, it's not always a 50-50 split, my friend. Uh, It's very far from that a lot of the time. Actually, what I found is that tends to be echo chamber related, meaning like, okay, so if you you go check out the new Star Wars uh, trailer for whatever movie, and you go look look it up on KinoCheck, or IGN, you're going to get the normies who are like, oh my god, I love Rey Skywalker. I love Rey. Uh, and then if you go and you watch the reviews or the channels that uh, talk about this stuff, the comments are almost always far less favorable because they're the people who are in the weeds and really care about this stuff. I've met two people my whole life that like the new Star Wars movies. They're both under 18. Oh, no, yeah. It's designed for them. My little cousins. It's Aww. designed for them. And that's because... Only you, them. <laughs> you can't fault them for not understanding how big of a deal the originals were. Uh, or not understanding that even though they like it, it what they're seeing is like, you like it a little bit, but you're not supposed to just like Star Wars a little bit. You're supposed to like Star Wars a lot. If you, you know, the people who like Star Wars, they're not like tepidly interested in star wars they're like really into it yeah yeah star the star wars fandom is like it's not meant to be casually watched it's meant to be consumed and loved mm-hmm. what do you think is like the top three most intense fandoms that's oh, it dep- great question that's, Dane. thanks that's well, a fantastic question dane well it depends live action or cartoon period okay um biggest one is ha- um bts has been hotel their fandom is nuts I've what never the hell heard is that? that oh it's a youtube um it's a youtube animated series that they got bought out by um a24 i wanted to talk about it before because they basically replaced all the original voice actors and singing voice actors too it's like a shit storm over there but their um their fandoms are nuts because of like the shipping culture and then bts yes and then any pop um, bts doesn't really count because that's not really a tv show but well and also like any k-pop or k-drama he's talking shows though right i said k-dramas i said said k-dramas those are shows those are a lot of shows Um, like it's nuts there here, if you want to talk Shira fandom weirdos, Virgil we'll, has like access to a different part of the universe. That yes, we, we we're not. Our passports won't go there. But no, <laughs> nor then, do I. We're oh stopped at the door. And then Naruto fans. Oh my god! Like, don't and, get me started. Yeah. So fandom in general, but when you court, what these, do you think? Uh, she's probably right. I mean, from here, it's 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 the it's the Shira fandoms, mm-hmm. it's the Star Wars fandoms, it's. What the hell is Shira? Uh, it's a oh, it's, offshoot um, of um. It's like female He-Man. Do you know what He-Man is? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a character from the original. So yeah. I think it's um Yankees. What's Yankees? <laughs> the baseball. The baseball oh. team. Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> like Yankees fans? Mm-hmm. Like they're they're like something else. Um, Star Wars fans. Mm-hmm. And My Little Pony. Oh, yeah, My Little Those Pony. Those are like the top three most psycho. Like. Miracle is probably right about the rabidness because of the age demographic yeah. of, of the group she's mentioning. And they're the a way, lot more toxic on, or they're just as toxic they're online. They're hitting more. puberty and like they don't, how to, they don't know how to deal with their feelings. So yeah. they just ruin everything. All I know about the My Little Pony people is like they're always writing manifestos. And if you're writing a manifesto, like you're. Yeah, well, okay, hear me out. The My Little Pony show is not that bad. Yeah, I'm not ever watching that. New, new subject. But, but, so <laughs> they, done. They, they talk about long-term viability of this strategy of doing nothing but reboots and remakes. It says, 
ultimately, the, now I, I do want to point out that there's some mistakes in there because a lot of the things that they mentioned up there, like Yellowstone, like SEAL Team, are not reboots and remakes. They're just original content that happens to be doing well, and those got thrown in there with the reboots and the remakes. Or ultimately, the personal feelings of an audience will end up dictating the future of revivals. As long as the revivals bring in money and viewers for the streamer, they will keep they will keep pumping them out. However, not every revival will ultimately be a hit. I would say that the hit rate is a lot less than it is. It's 90-10. It's, it's, it's 90, like 90 fail, 10%. Exactly. Yeah. Like it, it made, To the point where it makes me wonder... Did, that why why even but why not just try to create new stuff and then if you fail you fail trying to create something new it's because like so 60 percent of that 90 percent has zero respect for like the source material yep zero mm -hmm. the other 30 percent is not adequately like casted yep. and the other 10 percent had no budget mm -hmm. and some things are just uh, a character so iconic it's almost impossible to cast them James like Bond, but no, he's no. easy as hell. He's not. I don't. Know. I'm easy. just joking. But I'm, I'm just saying. Just I'm just listing stuff that people are like fighting about, like because Brett and I have this beef about Idris Elba being James Bond. He wouldn't do a good. He wouldn't be a good James Bond. You know what? Fight me. He's too old. Um, He'd be good for one. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like everybody keeps saying Idris Elba. Like I, say, I agree. He's 50. In 15 years, he'll be 65. I don't want to see James Bond in the nursing home. But, but he's in great shape. I don't care. Know? I don't care. Also, uh, if, have you ever seen Luther? Yeah. Yes, I have. Guess what? That was 15 years ago. Luther's a great show. That was mm -hmm. that was. To, he was younger then. That's what I'm saying. He was great in that show. He's then so they nice. should have. Then they should have <laughs> casted him at that time. I agree. Then they should have casted him at that time. I do, however, think he would make a fantastic repeat Bond villain. Mm. Mm. I want more. He's hand tall. Hand. He's got the voice for it. I think he would be a fantastic Bond villain. Everyone else is wrong. I'm right. But you know what? It's okay. fine. At least you're wrong with conviction. Okay. That sounds like a dictator level. We need it down to a president level. Nope. Potato, potato. In any, <laughs> in any case, revivals and spinoffs are here to stay at Paramount Plus and other yeah. streamers. Uh, yeah, it, it's not as bad as like the the meme that Netflix has become, where like literally you just I literally want them to create. I, I hope they get the rights to things I don't like because I know they're going to ruin it. Um, so we'll we'll see where it goes, but I don't know how viable it is long term. I think they should be focusing more on the Yellowstones and the SEAL teams and the things that they're creating new, and then build spinoffs from there. Like I, I'm not saying don't do spinoffs or uh, anything like that. I'm saying build it from new content that people are fresh and familiar with. The passion level is high for the old stuff, but so is the none of you ruin it. But so is the displeasure if you right, don't do exactly. it right. And unfortunately, the track record in Hollywood what isn't good enough to justify it in my humble opinion mm -hmm. so dane's like yes i do agree with you brett yes you are all knowledgeable and smart essentially <laughs> that's what i'm thinking miracle's like i don't even know what's going on today i just got here miracle's like i like k-pop <laughs> uh no i stopped listening to it because like i couldn't like um i couldn't stand like the fandom k-pop or brett she uh, meant k-pop uh, i hope uh, oh <laughs> no i like the listening brett to fandom's brett. pretty intense <laughs> oh yeah you have like a a nice fandom they're so nice to you i don't know anything about it me I, neither i'm I, just that i'm she's making that up i'm so not, is dane i'm not brett has i'm sure I'm, i mean i'm mm. a fan watch there be a subreddit that's just called brett on timcast that would be fantastic that would rule i i know mm -hmm. just don't tell me about it that's all i'm saying i'll find it um, somebody make it i do oh i forgot to point out there was one more thing i wanted to point out as to why i think this is all going to fail um Master Chief to have, to have face revealed in Paramount Plus live action. 
Do you oh, remember what God, I was saying? Do you remember what I was saying about respecting the fandom and how that's how you make it work? This is the opposite of that. Look at Dane's face right now. You can't because he's cut he's off. almost falling off camera. Uh, oh, Dane, are you okay? Thing. I'm not. I thought you knew this. Yeah, they're going to take off his helmet. Okay, so back to it. So it's Master Chief to have face revealed in Paramount Plus live action Halo series. <laughs> Which is funny, too, because the guy playing Master Chief is, is a great actor. His name's Pablo Schreiber. He's got this great, really unique face. I'm like, but you don't need to cast a guy with a great, unique face. Is he going to be Master Chief like, yeah. when they take the helmet off? It says, uh, it has been confirmed that Master Chief will reveal his face in Paramount Plus live action Halo series. If you're getting Mandalorian flashbacks, you're only Dude, so human. They're going to drive. You should talk to Sarah about this. They're going to drive fans nuts yeah well and, and it's already been it's already gotten a season two approval why uh because oh wow the, listen to oh, this wow. name it says <laughs> speaking to ign halo executive producer and 340 and 343 studios studio head of transmedia kiki Wolfkill. that's coolest name ever that's a pretty good if it's name. not a, if it's not a stage name you have the coolest name ever i want to say kiki Wolfkill. wow uh coolest Yes, okay. That's not a character in the game, right? Uh, no. It should be. Kiki Wolfkill explained that showing uh, what John 117, uh, 117 looked like under his helmet was important for the story to be told. That they, that will be told. No, it's not. Nope. You're wrong. <laughs> you know how I know this? Because the fans don't want you to do that. I don't even have to know anything about Halo <sighs> to know that you're... First of all, it's non-canon. They'd want it in the game before this happened. Yeah, they, Exactly. So it says, I, I think we set out to tell a character story and a personal story, Wolf sta Wolfkill stated. And once we really got into what the story was, it became clear that we really needed to see the person in the armor and under the helmet. No. Why? No, you do not. If you, first of all, the voice acting should be strong enough that he can convey it emotionally through his tone, right? Oh my God, look at the pretentiousness of this line. Yep. She then revealed that the fans will see his face at some point in the series, noting that for some people, it has been a moment 20 years in the making. No, it is not because it's not the video game. Right. And for other people, it's something that feels very hard to imagine. Ask yourself why. <laughs> we absolutely respect both sides of the fence. Those who really want to see Chief's face and those who really don't. Wolf we play. really respect them. But, uh, but we're not going yeah, to take no. the side of the people that have been here for 20 years. But the nature of the story, it felt really important to connect with Master Chief in a different way. And that meant showing the face. Okay. I will give them a little bit of leeway on this because there is a, some truth to the fact that a, adaptation is not the same thing as transcribing, meaning that they're not just taking a video game and transcribing it onto film. They are adapting it, which right. means things have to be shifted and things have to be changed. But an element so core to the character is the fact that you don't see his face doesn't feel like something that you should be budging on, in my opinion. Especially not something that... The like they've discussed so much. Look how they, badass Bokeem Woodbine looks. Like there's so many threads about like, oh, you can see kind of like his reflection here and like things like that. So no. I don't know. We'll see. But I'm just saying, if this is the direction they're going as far as how they're going to uh, change, you know, uh, adapt and make things about reboots and remakes, Paramount is off to a it's off to a bad start in mm -hmm. my humble opinion. So. Um, uh, Dane, what would you rather have? Would you rather have them show his face or or not? What do you think, Brett? <laughs> I was waiting for. I was hoping for another facial expression, another another over the top facial expression. You just got like a little awkward silence. Yep, a, a little lessening of a friendship. 
Uh, he's like i'll, I'll take it <laughs> it is what it is my i don't friends. know man I, I i don't want it i hate it um i i hate how they tokenize video games thanks i, I hate it yeah like <laughs> that that's it thanks i hate it i don't want this exactly. i don't even like uh halo i mean i loved halo when i played it as a kid and so like it has this like warm fuzzy feeling when i play it with my friends but like just i know what's gonna happen it's just gonna be like um but what about the latinxes versus the aliens and like it's it's just gonna be weird can we not say latinx like it makes me cringe so much. I love it. Like Straighten I straighten really, out a little bit for it. Thank you. I'm sorry. One side of my back is like hurting, so I'm like slouching in a weird. I've way. never heard uh, somebody is so young complain so much. Miracle, right? Miracle. She's, like, she's just what? See, she's like a zoomer. my knee hurts. She's like a it zoomer boomer. <laughs> are you a zoomer or are you a boomer? I'm a boomer. Are you an American? Or are you an American? I'm American, but. I'm a boomer in a zoomer body, so deal with it. Okay. okay. Well, uh, you heard her here first. I'm like 20... I said, I'm gonna call her a wambulance <laughs> and I... get her a wamburger and French cries. <laughs> French cries. Um, and then after she's consumed that, we'll we'll move on. So I'm uh, 23, going on 90. Ugh. Yes, you are. Straighten. <clears throat> Wait, what do you mean? Straighten uh, up. Look at the camera. There you go. Perfect. I remember when I was perfect. Three. Both of them are slouchy. Like I'm looking at these. I'm like I'm like I'm dead center. I'm six uh, six three though. And I'm not I'm talking like, about your chair, height, dog. I'm, I'm talking about frame. Yeah, the, yeah. It's like, fine. I have to slouch to be in frame. I'm not okay because <laughs> I'm so tall and sexy. This this is true. Uh, us short guys, we just don't understand. It's okay. There's a meme about that. Yes. Okay. So we're gonna talk. Do <clears throat> let's talk. This about is an this. article that I truly do believe will be problematic in in uh in ten years, or or at least it won't be played for laughter. What when when this guy goes against uh, the narrative someday? I don't know. It's it's like after his reasoning, it's like yeah, it's. Kind of I I don't care. Hollywood does. They're all about the reasoning now. But in ten years, uh, the world will have changed, and, and this will be this will be bad. But he's talking about his character in particular too. Yes, but other people still have to see that if he's doing it, and he's around other people. Uh, so look at what's happening to James. What happened to James Franco doing those like classes, like where he he teaches about uh, make, like uh, sex scenes in in Hollywood, and how women are. Yeah, uh, exactly. So it says um, one Dune star kept asking for more nude scenes and the reason makes sense. All they'll say in ten years is, and he just kept asking for more takes. It seems so over the top, and I felt I felt so afraid to to say that I was uncomfortable. They're gonna say it's fat phobic. Oh. No, he's a guy, so you can't be fat phobic. Yeah, you can. No, nope, that only works if it's a girl. Mm, no, it works for guys too. Nope, no, but he's talking about fat people in general. So we'll go through. So it says uh, very few people like uh, likely sat through uh, Denis Villeneuve's Oscar-nominated uh, sci-fi masterpiece Dune and thought this needs more nudity. Uh, calling it a masterpiece is it's on the high end of uh, hyperbole. Uh, seen it. Uh, so it says this need, and said this needs more nudity. Uh, some uh, some audience members likely came to the likely came to that conclusion, but I bet they think that about just about every movie. Well, you can add Dune co-star Stellan Skarsgård to that list, folks. Craving more nude scenes, specifically ones involving his morbidly obese character Baron Vladimir. Uh, oh, Harkonnen. I was like, where's the Harkonnen? And his reasoning for asking Villeneuve uh, for them actually makes uh, was actually character driven and makes sense. 
Uh, if you've seen Dune, you've seen the size and physical appearance of Baron Harkonnen fed into his, fed into his intimidation, as did the vocal delivery that Stellan Skarsgård landed on while putting together his performance. And makeup artist Donald Mowat, uh, who, also, who received Oscar nominations for his outstanding work on Dune, spoke to the rap about Skarsgård's process and it apparently involved uh, Denis Villeneuve for more nudity. Mowat said, Stellan just loved being naked as the Baron. Mm. We all used to kill ourselves laughing when Stellan would, uh, would ask for more nude scenes. He felt, quite correctly, that the Baron appeared more frightening and dangerous unclothed than cloaked in robes and armor. So was always asking for more nudity. So that's, this is what, I'm I, not, I, I think this is the point like they might get him in the future because it says like, um, he felt quite correctly that the Baron appeared more frightening and dangerous unclothed. And like the premise is because he's not good looking. Mm. So not good looking people of the future will be like, oh, this is how good looking is or whatever. What I'm saying is that uh, eventually <laughs> there will be she's like, what? there will be an, an actress or a, a set worker or somebody in, in the production that will be like, I was extremely uncomfortable, but the actor was so powerful and had so much sway on the set that I didn't feel like I had the, uh, the ability to speak up for myself. And the director just let it happen. That's how I'm going to cancel you in yeah. a couple of years. I'm just going to be like. Fred had some power over me. For all the, for all the, he's like the actor had all the power in the in the in this transactional relationship because that's how they view everything. They view everything right. through the context of power dynamics. So Stellan Skarsgård, big name actor, uh, the lead person in this scene, he was powerful and he just he just kept asking for more nudity. And it's funny because it's like uh, he's like insulting himself in a way. Yep. And he's going through more trouble because, like, uh, further down in the daughter article, it says that um, his makeup would normally take four hours, but to do, like, the naked makeup, it would take six hours. Yeah. So if you think of it, and, and all those guys hate being, like, sat down in a chair for six hours. You mean, like, a fourth of the day? That's yeah. That's wild. Crazy. Right? So what I get out of that is, like, he genuinely thinks... It adds more to the character. It adds more oh, to the mystique. About I believe it. that he actually believed yes, that, yes. that this that it was an artistic choice. But I'm saying Hollywood being the uh, the, the, the the viper pit that right. it is, full of a desire to be a victim and to uh, be able to exp you know to uh, raise your profile through victimhood status. Somebody down the line will likely be able to say this. I mean, and this is I, I haven't. We'll come back to this article, but there's this article here. It says body trouble: how to keep actors safe while filming sex scenes. Now that doesn't just have to be about sex scenes. It can be about anything to do with exposing yourself. Because remember, sexual harassment and sex assault are not the same thing oh my right? god can i read the subtitle for this yep mm -hmm. Int intimacy coordinator ita o'brien has drawn up guidelines for trauma-free on-screen sex yep that's the huh. thing when we did um huh. when we covered uh jack reacher mm -hmm. there's uh, a nude scene uh for a uh, a sex scene in episode four and it was the I, I think it was the only episode in the series that was both directed and written by a woman the, but entirely not there was women involved in writing and directing but it was the only one where both episodes were written and was both written and directed by women mm -hmm. so the idea being that they can do it because women were involved in that process where because men are the more powerful of the of the sexes uh don't cancel me uh physically the more intimidating of the groups uh and have all the power on set because it's a mostly male production crew they had to have the women there to offset the uh the power dynamics there to make it okay brett i'll take your cancellation comment and i'll raise it a double mm -hmm. i've worked a decade in marketing 
And in every single company I've worked in, except this, I've been the only male in the team. Mm -hmm. I've always been the one guy with a team full of women. Most of the extremely sexist advertisers towards women, done by women. Yep. Well, <laughs> and, and they insist in the meetings. I know this is how women think. Like women are just like basic blah, 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 blah. Because what they're crafting here yeah. is narrative. Right. What the real world is, is something else entirely. The problem is it gets lost in translation and they never want to admit the, the, um, the uncomfortable truth that men and women aren't that different when it comes to the way we think. No, uh, I'm just saying like, as, as like a guy that's been in, in the industry for like a decade, like the, so you know how they say like there's this bias if you think a doctor if you think of an old white guy mm -hmm. and in marketing they they think the same thing mm -hmm. it's yeah. all chicks mm -hmm. it's all chicks like i am like the lead, the lowest common denominator like i'm not that like what actually lowest that's not a good use of yeah. lowest common denominator i am like the rarity yeah you know? you're the exception not the rule typically yeah Yep. So it says some of the film industry's most famous or infamous sex scenes have lingered in the public imagination. Yet for many of the performers involved, they are part of the job they'd rather forget. They're a part of the job they'd rather forget. Uh, Rupert Grint, for example, noted how strange it was to be filming graphic scenes on Cherry Bomb with twelve other men in the in the crew uh, in the room and called it a traumatic experience. That word has been watered down so far that traumatic experience. Uh, yes. Um, I'm I'm working real hard. I'm working overtime here not to say something offensive or be, you know, it's a job that you okay, signed yeah. up for. You uh you agreed to do it. He should have spoken up beforehand. I mean, it does seem jarring, you know. I'm not saying it's not uncomfortable. Right. Uncomfortable for sure, awkward for sure, maybe uh unpleasant for sure, traumatic? What well, yeah, like what have it to make it traumatic? Yes. You know. Uh like like I said, the, 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 this show off air would be so much more fun because oh, yes. I'd be able to say all the stuff that would likely get me in even more trouble. But uh, My dream of the day yeah, of the but I'm just saying, rated R episode. Uh, sex scenes are unfortunately part of the art form that they've chosen to make a career out of. Uh, and if you don't want to do that, you cannot... I guess with a show, it might be a little bit different like because they might spring it on you like halfway through. But like if you're making a movie, you get the script beforehand and you know that it's in there, right? Mm -hmm. uh, with television, like on the show Power, uh, the with uh, Omari Hardwick and Joseph Sikora, Leela Loren, all the actors, male and female, ha had to sign uh, into the, had it in their contract that they had to do nude scenes at least once in the show. And there was uh, a pretty large amount of nudity in that show, but they had to agree to it beforehand. It's something that you, if you have to take, look at the amount I'm going to get paid, look at the story that they're trying to tell. Do I think that the money is good enough and the story is told well enough that I am willing to uh, submit, you know, uh, to permit myself to go through this experience, which I may find unpleasant, uncomfortable, even a little bit awkward, for the sake of the money and the story that we are trying to tell as artists. And that is, as adults, something that they have to make the decision on whether that's right for them or not. And to your point, famously, um, so typically in, the, in these scenarios, it's one of two. Either they like fall in love as they're acting and they become mm -hmm. a couple like the Game of Thrones people, or it's like Dirty Dancing where they, they hated each other. Yeah, yep. they, I remember Like Patrick Swayze and the the girl whose name eludes me right now. Proves to you just the talent they have as actors to, f to right. fake it. So that's what I'm saying. So like, you, like, I'm sure it was like kind of traumatic for them, like pretending to be in love while, while actually like absolutely it's the job you've chosen right mm -hmm. it, i don't like that word traumatic there like okay uncomfortable for them awkward for them weird for them trauma yeah 
Mm. Yeah, so the, the over exaggeration of everything says, uh, so yeah, to, it took five hours, uh, four, four hours to apply Stellan's makeup. And that was when the Baron was wearing the costume naked. It took six and a half to seven hours. Like, can you imagine being that make? imagine that makeup person's like, I don't want to do nude makeup more than I already have to. <laughs> like, I just can see in 10 years, somebody being like, Oh, or, okay. Let me, let me, let me give you another. What if scenario? Okay. So 10 years down the line, somebody makes an accusation against this guy Mm -hmm. god forbid that hopefully that doesn't happen if it's not true but somebody makes some accusation against the guy and then somebody who hasn't gotten attention in a while will talk it into their brain like he always was a little bit uncomfortable on set don't you remember how he always seemed to want to be naked i I can see that happening in an instant i think unfortunately like every high profile person from now on will at some point be accused of sexual harassment Mm -hmm. a lot of them will be true but like the thing is, like, say it's the boy, girl. It's why I would never. I don't ever wolf. want to be famous ever. I do not ever. Like, I would never want to have to deal with that level of scrutiny to that. So you can worry that somebody's going to accuse you of something you didn't do. Yep. Like for for clout, uh, for fame, for money. I would never want that. I like, agree. Ugh, ugh. So I, I I thought this was interesting because as soon as I read it, I was like, I don't know if it was because I was literally just reading about the the more about the James Franco stuff because there was some stuff about Seth Rogen I was looking into, and Seth Rogen basically wrote off James Franco. Dude, he like that he, was his work husband initially. Yeah, uh, he was like, and he just wrote him off because Hollywood is full of vipers. Me. They're vipers yeah. and they have no loyalty. Uh, he didn't. Uh, In fairness to Rogen and. God knows I, I don't defend this man. Uh, there has been smoke and fire about James Franco for yeah. like a while. I'm just I, I'm just saying that I was doing like research into like so there's classes they literally do college in in acting school like if you're going to get a degree in in uh, in theater or in in any of these industries where they do intimacy classes where you learn how to properly do uh, sex scenes. He's so, an actor. He's yeah, like an actor. He's an actor's actor. So uh, it's like when you get into these industries that are extremely malleable as far as the purpose uh, and the art of it all. Like you can fit it to you can mold the the scene to be what it wants uh there's a lot of leeway given to uh the process of filmmaking so it's not so structured that there's one right way to do it Mm -hmm. so you can see where problems arise yep so i just uh i can just see this being a problem for this guy later on down the line uh and uh i don't think anyone can do you think he's high profile enough for it it i don't think you have to be that high profile it's just like someone one day wants to ruin his life and like uh, maybe he gets a a big role down the line. That's not the biggest role in the world, but, but somebody for else. Him it is. But for him, it is, and, and it hits the news cycle. You no longer have to be the fa- most famous person in the world. All you have to do is take up a little bit of space in the news cycle. Um, so I, I just I, I worry about this stuff because like, and that's to say, if he ended up actually doing something to someone, then yeah, uh, go to the cops, uh, have him arrested, uh, prosecute him to the fullest extent of the law, do what you got to do. But I just feel like this is like in hollywood they've made their own bed and now they need to lie in it as far as how these things are handled mm-hmm. everyone needs a pr agent this is true miracle you yeah. need to get you a pr agent oh my gosh you need six i need six why yeah. for all the women that are going to come after you for telling them they're ugly well i <laughs> yeah, like would i loved our fans who are women most of them are very supportive they're on the um cast castle comments too and i love them so much i hope Brie larson dms me no hit me up girl <laughs> For real? No. No. Let me be happy, Miracle. (laughs) 
No. Don't you want Dane to be happy? I want you to be happy, but you have a girlfriend. I know. I just want to hang out with Brie Larson. Uh huh. All right. You know, I don't buy that. You can <laughs> hang out with my girlfriend too. Okay. Huh. Uh, I don't know, but why do I need six? That's a weird number to throw yeah, You're out. a little controversy. Uh, you're, you, 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 you're uh, a little spicy. You, I don't have social media anymore, so it's That's fine. the smartest thing you could do. For real, that's um, the smartest thing I've ever heard from you yeah. in my life. <laughs> oh, I don't have it anymore, and I don't answer the comments. I've never, I never uh, look I it. can't. But I just want to shout out to somebody. Uh, they sent an email. Um, they sent an email. They're like, hey, I just wanted to send this to Miracle. My son was born today. Just wanted to send you good vibes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Have a nice day. And I was like, that's so sweet. You know, after being on the show, now mm-hmm. some people on Snapchat know that it's not Tim, you know, running the Snapchat. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> so now they, they address me directly. Yeah. Which I find adorable. That's, mm-hmm. that's rewarding. I that's love it. Rewarding. It's, we're going to get our recognition, especially you, Brad. I don't want any recognition. That's the problem. Uh, let's move on. Let's do Street Fighter 6. Street. You guys want to talk Street Fighter 6? Oh my God, Street what's Six. Street okay. Fighter's theme song? Or do they not even have a theme? Okay, I'm so excited about this. So... Please allow me to provide some background for this. Mm-hmm. Street Fighter, legendary game. It essentially um, is the godfather of the fighting game genre. Mm-hmm. Um, Street Fighter One, forget about it. Don't even worry about it. It's like the first game introduces the characters. It's not the meta defining one. Street Fighter Two, giant game in the arcades. It's the game that whose glitches um like canceling normals into special moves began to be integrated in all of like all of the fighting games one frame links things like that street fighter 2 legendary game mm-hmm. street fighter 3 even a more technical version of street fighter but they took away some of the most famous characters and only had like uh three recurring ones which was ryu ken chun li and akuma sorry for mm-hmm. so it flopped because of that because it was like a, a new generation of fighters flopped Street Fighter 4 revived the series, brought all the classics back. People loved it. So, pattern. Nice. Uh, the pattern is flop, success, flop, success. Street Fighter 5 is the worst video game of all time. Ever? Ever. Why? Tell everyone why. I'll tell you why. So, Street Fighter 4 was, it revived the genre. It, it not only revived Street Fighter, it revived all fighting games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Evolution World Championship Series is like the finals for all fighting games mm-hmm. and back before the world was COVID hell it, it would it, it, the street fighter the first street fighter 5 tournament drew 5,000 people 5,000 people competing in, in a live tournament that mm-hmm. an open registered tournament i think it was like the largest tournament in history okay okay so that's how much of the interest was when street fighter 5 launches it didn't have a single player mode mm-hmm. nothing you can only play two player you can only play against the the computer or online mm-hmm. it's the only thing you can do it had no story it had no anything they launched like the single player story like four months later it's horrible did they do it last minute last minute yeah, horrible it was last minute but you got a limited edition uh ryu figurine with it who cares oh, okay, <laughs> okay. The, i thought it was cool the but... online is terrible to play okay. terrible 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 and and like the point system is lazy the graphics are ugly the view so Street Fighter 3 viewership everything down. Street Fighter 4, like legendary peak. It was like the number one esports for like fighting games. Mm-hmm. Street Fighter 5, abysmal flop failure. And it it it's it still built off all the infrastructure of four, but no one cares for it. 
In comes Street Fighter Six. It's okay. So theoretically, we should be back on the hot on the right on, so, on the upswing. So theoretically, we should be on the upswing because it looks good. It's mm-hmm. a, like a ten second trailer, pathetic, mm-hmm. but it looks good. But they're releasing. Um, if you read the articles, it's the thirty fifth anniversary of Street Fighter, and they're releasing like all time favorites. That's an that's another all, game. Like it's like it's another game, but right. they're releasing it at the same time. So you're gonna play ten all time favorite games that they released before. Yeah, it's right there. But here's here's the thing about Capcom. So Capcom was doing su- mm-hmm. Capcom's the, the publishing company for this. Capcom was doing super super bad. Yeah. But Capcom is actually one of the companies that has had massive success with remakes mm-hmm. because it's remade like cult classic games like resident evil mm-hmm. which people effing love it's remade uh they will make cry which people love yep and now they're gonna add like another mainline entry in street fighter 6 and you have good feelings about this one i okay so in the fighting game community it used to be considered that Capcom games led. They mm-hmm. led the way mm-hmm. because yeah. it, they're like the more original. They're like they're easier to follow than let's say like Tekken yeah. or like Marvel, where it's a bunch of things stuff happening on the on the screen, right? I still have Marvel vs. Capcom. It's yeah, a great game. that one yeah. is really good. It's a great game. So I am on. So I am. I feel good because. They didn't show like atrocious gameplay footage like mm-hmm. how they didn't, did in Street Fighter Five. However, they didn't show any footage at all. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a teaser, so you'll probably get a trailer later on down the line. They market this as a trailer. No, it's a teaser it's a trailer. Teaser. They, uh, this is this is editorialized by Polygon, mm. right? Okay. And I was watching the World Finals and they were like, "The trailer's coming," and it's a trailer for a trailer. It's a teaser. Like you are right, but like the way they they are proclaiming. Yes. The only way this will succeed. This game is if number one, it gets released with all the full features that any freaking sixty dollar plus game should yeah. have in the beginning, and number two, the most important thing of all, it has to have good netcode, because fighting games are games of mathematics. Mm-hmm. It's like this move comes out of three frames, this move comes out of four frames. If we both t- press the button at the exact frame. This move should win 100% of the time. Online lag prohibits things like this. And it, like, it prohibits people from playing optimal gaming. Yeah. And like no video game needs precise inputs more than fighting games. That's mm-hmm. true. Because like um, Dragon Ball um, Dragon Ball Z Fighters, that one you can play online. And there's a lot of lag. Like I remember I was playing it before. And like legit, um, I was playing as I think um goku goku super s like his form with the pink um super saiyan super no 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 it's like goku a rose uh-huh. no no it's like the pink hair goku black thank you yeah. i called him super s super s is like a different form but yeah i was playing him and like i was about to win but there was a stupid lag so and the- i lost so theoretically the it's not the best fighter that wins the twitter is the best computer yeah the best net code okay. because the whole point of playing fight, fighting it fighting game people like to play against other people mm-hmm. because the computers have a pattern you learn the pattern you cheese them for life mm-hmm. so the good thing the only thing that matters is playing people if you have input lag it will be a bad game, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So, so much lies upon this, mm-hmm. and this game 
is like no other gaming genre has a game like Street Fighter in the sense where like if Street Fighter succeeds, everything mm-hmm. else succeeds within That's the true. genre. Uh, Can you play- give me an example? Mortal Kombat. I, I'm saying, uh, do you think of them as like on the same plane, Mortal Kombat and, and Street Fighter? Mortal. They're Com- the same genre, right? Yes. Yeah. And usually when Street Fighter, like if, if Street Fighter succeeds, people that attend Street Fighter tournaments, they're in the same tournament. There's like Mortal Kombat, there's Tekken, there's these things. Most, most people attend Super Smash Brothers mm-hmm. and Street Fighter. The problem with Super Smash Brothers is that it's owned by Nintendo, and Nintendo is like one of the most litigious companies yes, they are. in the history of the world. Yeah. So they hate people playing their games without mm-hmm. them making some money out of it. Capcom, on the other hand, doesn't care. So that's why, in a way, it's so important. And also, it's like the classic historical like game. Mm-hmm. So it's a big deal because... like. For like eight years, Capcom fans, of which I am one, uh, Street Fighter Four is like one of my top three fa- favorite games of all time, and I've I've just felt like eight years in a rut where like everyone's making fun of us is like <laughs> they haven't fixed the net code. Wow, they added that character. No one cares. It's like we're the butt of the joke. You're looking to make a comeback this year, dude. This could change everything because I think. By the way, I, I play so many video games. I've played a lot of video games competitively, competitively too. Do you feel that vibration? Nothing's been harder than fighting games. Nothing comes close. And nothing as, re- as rewarding as fighting games. And I think out of every single video game in existence, the one that is the closest to an Olympic sport is 100% Street Fighter. Because the whole world plays it. Mm-hmm. There's, com- there's good competition in Spain in brazil in the dominican republic a world champion was from the dominican republic that's a awesome. couple of years. that's mm-hmm. incredible yes there's there's a millionaire in the dominican republic because he's good at street fighter in puerto rico they're really good at too and yeah. like the last big tournament a friend of mine won it that's no awesome. way I've, I've known him like for decades he he's the tournament organizer in yeah. in puerto rico he just beat the number one player in the world no way, that's finals. so cool. I swear to God, Ricardo Roman, shout out to you. Love you, dude. Um, so this is the chance again for these games to enter in the limelight. I'm sorry I geeked out of this too much, but like... No, it's really cool because like I didn't know a lot about it. I played Street Fighter growing this up. This is a beautiful game. So what do they need to do um, to come back better this one than from 5? Again, the, decide, net, the net net number one thing is netcode. Mm-hmm. The netcode has to be good. The game has to be pretty because Capcom has published like three turds in a row. <laughs> they have. Like three <laughs> ugly, bad performing tur- Like Capcom fighting division is like, it went from like the most prestigious one to literally the joke. Mm-hmm. The joke. Dane doesn't want to be the joke of I don't. part of the joke anymore. No, because it's the, it's a beautiful game. And mm-hmm. like, I'm telling you, like when you watch a jet, the thing about Street Fighter 4 that was beautiful is that a lot of people play Ryu. Ryu's the, the main character, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I could tell who was playing the character without seeing names on the screen, just by play styles, because the game was so in depth that different players would ab- would abuse different parts of the game to their personality. Street Fighter Five is like this is the good button. I press the good button. The good button wins, and it's everyone doing the same thing, and it's boring as hell. Mm-hmm. And it's in the attempt, like you know, some um. Some movies go woke because they want to appease more people. Yep. 
the video game equivalent is some they make things easier so more people can yeah, play. Yeah, the, the, that's a big contention with critics is they're always like, the games are too hard. But it's a lie because no one joins. Fighting game players want it. They yeah. want the difficulty. They want to be the guy that's like, I can do the X, Y, Z, whatever. That's mm-hmm. one of the hardest, the funniest things about the industry is watching like the professional uh, critics. Like, the game's too hard. Why isn't there an easy mode? Like... If you're a skater. Imagine yeah. if they came up with a skateboard as like, actually, it doesn't ollie for you. Yeah. <gasps> yep. no. It defeats the purpose of it. It defeats the purpose. It's like, yes. I, in my friend groups, am the one that, that can do this, you know? Yes, exactly. And then I can teach my friends. And that's the that's the beauty about the game. The beauty about the game is learning and progressing with your characters. Yep. In Street Fighter V, I knew all of my high-level stuff within a week. Okay. In Street Fighter IV, I played that game for a decade. I ma- I mastered none. No so character. what you're saying is we need uh, more difficulty in this one too. We kind of do. Uh, it needs it needs to have easy characters, middle lane characters, hard characters. Mm-hmm. One for everyone. Mm-hmm. Ryu, Ryu should be easy because people want to play Ryu. Mm-hmm. But it should have a difficulty for the for the person that wants to explore the game deeply. And it's these nuances that draw people in. And doesn't that uh, theoretically uh, making it more difficult to master keeps people around longer? Easy to play, harder master. Yes. That's uh, trading card games, shooters, everything Everything has that. And it's built upon that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Easy to play, hard to master. Right. Perfect. So super iconic game. I really, re- Capcom, I know you're not listening, but. But that would be I cool. I wish like they, okay, I went to the Nintendo store in Shibuya, like that famous mall in Shibuya. And I went to their Nintendo store and I bought like a bunch of Capcom stuff. And I'm so sad because it's all in California. I have like a little Ryu Zoom Zoom. Like this game, I really hope it does well. It's a beautiful game. But like, um, you remember we were watching that trailer and you said, who's that Jake Paul looking guy? I know, he's His name Luke. is Luke. I know who he is. Yeah, but. yeah it, it's kind of weird. I hope they don't make like trashy new characters because like I know um, Mortal Kombat will do that. Sometimes they'll make like trashy new characters. They all do. They, I mean, they gotta. And like mm-hmm. they, they get sillier with time, but like, it's fine. Well, this one looks really weird. He looks really weird. He's opinion. he's apparently the new protagonist. Really? Why? Why? I don't want that. I don't want that side uh, swoop hair. Well, I don't want it. Send an angry letter. I don't want to. Okay, well. I'm then not, you can't complain. If you don't, don't send your angry letter, then you can't I'm complain. I'm not that aggressive. I'm passive aggressive. Dane's very... Dane looks nervous. <laughs> I just, dude, like, I... He wants it to come out good. Street Fighter 4 was my favorite, like, if not the number one, then my number two favorite game of all time. Like, I, you- I used to, with Mono, the guy that won, I used to help him volunteer and organize tournaments for not a cent. Literally for, like, the love of the game. The love of the game. Mm-hmm. I used to take hot dogs in my car, drive 45 minutes to the tournaments from his place, bring him, help him sell him for a dollar, help him do entries. And now the guy's a tournament organizer that was the other day in Puerto Rican news because he has a, like a deal with the, like the government. So it's like, for me, it's like, I'm seeing my friends like succeed in this and like they're building their lives off this. <laughs> it's crazy. And I'm like, imagine doing all that and dedicating your life for a not- this, this series and this fandom cannot handle another flop. They cannot. Street Fighter fandom's actually pretty healthy. There it's not. It is. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Miracle wasn't joking. <laughs> was, Dane, Dane's well, like, correcting her. No, no, but it's funny because, like, to <laughs> so me, mean. It, to me, it feels like it's a little bit healthier because, like, Hasbin Hotel, um, the Owl House, like, fandom, dude. 
it went down the shit air quick. I mean, the good thing about uh, fighting games is that no one cares what race sex you are. Mm-hmm. It, the, everyone cares if you are good. <laughs> yeah. Meritocracy. Yeah, because those games are hard. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in most games, so if you play a shooter with a professional player, you might kill him one time in like a day. If you play yeah. a whole day for him, you'll probably kill him once. Like, boom, you shoot him, lucky shot, boom. If you play the best Street Fighter player in the world and you're a novice and you play him all day, you will not win a single game. A single one you will not win. That's awesome. I'm telling mm-hmm. you. You might not beat me, uh, intermediate to low level intermediate player, a single game. That's that's how big like the skill barrier the, the, is in this the, game. Yeah, the deficit between gigantic. What, mm-hmm. what kind of uh, gamer are you? What do you mean? Like what style? Defensive. Mm. That's fun. What about you, Brett? I I don't play modern games. Oh. Everything I play is old school. Okay. Uh, I like defensive and control always. Mm. I just go aggressive and then defensive. That sounds like miracle. Mm-hmm. Aggressive off the bat. <laughs> right. All right. Well, uh, fingers, fingers mm-hmm. crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. All right. Um, uh, Superman and Lois. Uh, this mm-hmm. is going to be a little bit of a, a strange review because I'm going to be reviewing this one on my own. So um, sorry again. <laughs> hands. Uh, hold on your hats. Hands. Uh, hands up. Uh, this is going to be very <laughs> interesting. Uh, so this episode was called. It was literally called "Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon," and that's of uh, if that feels weird to you that's because because Lois is a grown woman and Superman is not a girl, and it makes you wonder why the title of the episode is like that. It because should it's about Sarah. because it's about Sarah. Uh, what I've I've finally come to the conclusion they have descended into melodrama. I do not care what the Cushings are doing. I care. I, I I would care what Lana Lang is doing if it was more involved in the actual Superman storyline, mm-hmm. but it's not. I would care more about what Kyle Cushing is doing uh, if it was more connected to the Superman storyline, but it's not. Mm-hmm. This always happens to Superman. Yes. Uh, Superman always gets like lovey-dovey, whatever, too emotional because he's a flawed character that's too good. Uh, the, you the, only have to hit him in the fifis. The the well, the, that's not even the problem here. The problem here is that they can, I I think part of its budget they can't afford to do a lot of CGI. Uh, and they haven't skimped, meaning that when they do do it, it's fairly well. Uh, so they can only afford to do so much per episode. And it's an ensemble cast. Unfortunately, it's not called Smallville, where then you think the show is about all the characters in Smallville. It's called Superman and Lois. So the show should theoretically revolve heavily. Heavily, heavily, heavily around around, around Superman and Lois and their family, but that's not what we're what's happening here. If anything, Lois is more the main character again, uh, and Superman is kind of taking a back seat. Uh, there's some stuff I liked about it. Uh, lo- there was a scene at the beginning at the beginning where Lois makes banana nut muffins for uh, uh, um, John Henry Irons and Natalie, mm-hmm. who are uh, cr- who you don't see in this episode, mm-hmm. but that is probably my biggest downfall. Is we didn't get to see anything of John Henry Irons, anything of Natalie, who are becoming two of, who are easily two of my favorite characters in the show. The problem is the show is starting to fall heavily into melodrama. So we have oh. to uh, we have Sarah. She's about to go have her quinceanera. How do you pronounce that? Did I say quinceanera. So they're they're doing that. Uh, I don't know why that is so relevant in a Superman and Lois TV show. Uh, I get making Lana and and Kyle more relevant characters, or even having Sarah be involved more with uh, with Jordan, mm-hmm. um, because Jordan orbits 
Clark in yep. Lois. But instead, this this super this storyline is heavily divorced from that. And of course, we we get the uh, the typical quote about how Sarah is proud of who she is, no matter what, and how she can't believe her family had to change their name from Cortez to Cushing just to get a job. So remember, you have to sneak in the the jab that America is awfully and irredeemably racist in oh my 2022. God, this, shut up. Um, so that was they got that in there uh which when, when i see that stuff like season one mm-hmm. was so good and season two like whenever they include that stuff it's just like i'm getting sick of it uh, mm-hmm. uh a couple of them here and there like they did stuff like that in peacemaker very well this show does not so have the chops to pull off well, stuff like it that. was written by cw um well it's on cw i i would like to see the character of tag become mm-hmm. bi- the the guy who played like the proto superman yeah he, he could do better to i'd like to see more of him i would also like to see more of uh lieutenant mitch of uh, mitch anderson though <laughs> they call him both lieutenant anderson and general anderson so i don't know if he's lieutenant general uh, writers are not consistent yes they're not um uh the show i i literally wrote down the line where it officially falls into melodrama where um Lana and Sarah are like practicing their dance for the for the event and uh Sarah like trips on her high heels and like Lana catches her and she says if you fall I'll always be there to catch you and I literally almost turned it off um (laughs) that line could work in a serious situation where something dangerous is happening maybe and it's the aftermath and you're going through something traumatic and and it's something heavy you say because you're in an emotional moment this is just them dancing uh practicing dancing for uh the daughter's uh quinceanera uh i just it was literally the moment it fell into melodrama and all this time i'm thinking i literally where the hell is superman where the hell is he he, he's on the screen on the screen for like maybe a couple of minutes he does have a really good fight with bizarro superman uh and they do reveal that bizarro superman isn't going to be the main villain it's going to be ali allstat the the one who was the cult leader oh. that um was that took over his sister that's dumb and that character ali alston is not based as far as i know on a comic book character there's an andrea alston that plays a version of a character called parasite so that's where they're going with that i do like that they're making the the woman the the villain though so not all women are angels that's good uh but of course we do end up finding out that kyle cushing because remember this is not superman and lois this is the the cushing family drama episode so my hope is that if they're going to keep doing this at least maybe they dial it back next episode uh and then they go back to other characters rather than focusing on them entirely but we find out that kyle had an affair because men are evil um, uh, and, and this is where it gets like, they're, they're turning. And remember, I love Emmanuel Shrieky as Lana Lang Cushing, but my God, like they're turning her into like the soulful saint. She can't do anything wrong. She just wants to take care of her family. And the husband is, uh, who's finally getting his life back on track because he was an alcohol, he's an alcoholic and he's in recovery. Now he fucked excuse me screwed everything up because he had an affair before when they were when the when the husband and wife weren't doing so well and it really is falling into all the uh identity politics uh modern day 2017 tropes of men are bad uh america's uh evil like all these things that can be done but you need writers that can do them very very well and these writers ain't it i'm a far i'm a, i'm sorry to say but um 
what what happens here basically is uh, oh also the, the least offensive storyline is Chrissy the the lady who works with Lois at the paper mm-hmm. at the small what is it, like the Smallville Gazette or something uh she she's like she doesn't trust Lois because Lois is kind of like because she's uh married to Superman, she kind of has to keep a lot of stuff on like a need to know basis and tends to hold stuff back from telling her mm-hmm. partially for the lady's own good. Cause knowing who Superman is, is not really good for your long-term health because you're going to end up, you can't beat yeah. up Superman. So you gotta, you gotta kidnap people he knows. So that their, their storyline with lot, like I, I'm, I like Lois a lot in this show. Like I do, uh, she's, uh, of all the melodrama and over the topness, her stuff is the least offensive to me, but there's just barely any freaking super. There's barely any Clark Kent. We get stuff with the with General Lane. I like that with the boys. More super meth. Uh, more, more more stuff involving the super meth uh, messing with uh, Jonathan's head. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just it's all over the place. Oh, I've also I've noticed any time that there's a scene that involves kids at parties now. I I've, I noticed this on Dexter too. All the music it's always TikTok music. It's always something that Which was like one? A, I, it's a Drake's. I, I didn't write it down, but uh, it was like it, maybe if you go back and watch it tonight, just for like it's really funny. It's like a very it's like one of those songs that was like a TikTok trend song like two years ago. They're like, all doing that. I heard <laughs> "Astronaut in the Ocean" on Dexter, and I'm like, nobody actually listens to that song. I like it. No, no. my bad. I'd be laughing if it's Buttercup. It'd be cool if like Superman's like dabbing. Like, the, uh. So so the the Superman versus Bizarro Superman fight was really good. Uh, also, oh, there was a line I wrote down because I didn't understand what he meant by it, where he says, "My mom is gonna like after he captures Bizarro Superman, he says my mom's gonna see what uh, my mom is gonna my mom is in the Fortress of Solitude is gonna see what she can do." I'm like, didn't your mom die in the first episode of the show? And then I remembered they meant like his the projection of his mom from Krypton. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and that's her first appearance in a while. But I literally wrote down, uh, oh, also, on top of men always being bad and America being uh, irredeemably racist, uh, constant, constant, and I mean constant validation for the female characters. Like, and like, Lana is like Kyle is constantly telling Lana how great of a mom she is, uh, how 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 far how many bri- barriers she's breaking down, a- and what they're doing is they're they're I doing a, it. A, and they're doing the same thing to Sarah where you know she's great and she's perfect the way she is. It was the same. There was the weird stuff where she cheats on her boyfriend and somehow she's the one being uh, constantly given validation that what she did wasn't wasn't bad. So she's queer and it's here and yeah, it's okay it's, to cheat on your boyfriend. It's okay to cheat on your boyfriend as long as it's with, uh, yes, that exactly. So, uh, the, the constant validation was something that I never noticed until uh, like years l- later. You'll notice like it's a thing where I was watching an old episode of NCIS recently and there's a thing where a character got like offered a promotion and he doesn't, he ends up not taking it and then everyone like what happens whenever they do something like this he turns it down and then everyone in that episode is ragging on him so you can tell he's thinking like why didn't i just take this promotion everyone's treating me like crap but he never brings up that he was offered the promotion because then he's speaking on it and he's like he doesn't need the validation he knows that he did a good job and now he's like everyone's treating me like crap but the point is is that you don't need other people to tell you that you're doing a good job 
right? Mm-hmm. Maybe this is just a weird nitpick on my part. No, it's 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 a weird thing. I hate the the constant need for validation in these heroes, and that's not unique to just them. But in this show, those are the two. It's it's Sarah and her mom are constantly being validated. It doesn't even really happen to Lois as much as I mean, Superman kind of does it for Lois, but that's her husband, so it makes a little bit. It is dumb. It, I hate it when women are like, "I deserve this." reward because i am a mom and i'm a working mom too like i hate it when women do that i hate it i get it you work a job and you like take care of kids yes kids are a full-time job but who fucking cares on the tv show give me fucking superman sorry i'm cussing uh yes keep uh there's a uh speaking of what you mentioned with patrick swayze earlier there's a, a dance scene earlier and they mentioned spaghetti arms and they they reference dirty dancing right um uh that was that was funny so i want to see tag become a bigger character the the guy who he's plays the like, only asian character but he's great like I he, know. he does these, he's got he's got this great Liu kang from the original mortal Kombat hair like that's in right now like tom holland has that hair right now yeah it's because like K-pop. it's like long but short at the same time it's like really weird i can't even describe it it's like a main but not a main because of k-pop they're bringing it back and tiktok so more tag more jeremy uh jeremy irons more john henry irons more even natalie was less annoying in in the last episode they're gonna make her annoying somehow she will be in she'll end up being uh her and sarah will probably end up getting together well they have like uh superman's like uh son that it's got both of them. Jonathan, their their storyline is uh, when I say melodrama, they're 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 like they're the teen PSA right now. So, so Jordan has powers, mm-hmm. and Jonathan does not. And Jonathan, Jordan, is, it's a simp. J- Jordan is uh has um uh very bad social anxiety, and he's dating the Sarah girl, and the Sarah girl is the alpha in the relationship and ha- holds all the power, um and, and treats him like you know he's really. Dane, like, um, in the beginning episodes before this one, legit, like, she was talking to her dad because, like, she felt overwhelmed because Jordan was, like, so happy to see her. And then she was talking to her dad, who's Kyle Cushing, and he's like, just remember, you're the alpha in the relationship. He's not. You're you're the dominant one the best and i'm like shut up the best thing i can say about the what mom, a healthy thing to teach someone the, yeah the best thing i can say about the mom storyline is we did have the discussion the other day where i talked about i said they're not telling women's stories they're telling men's stories with women as the characters at least even if i don't think they're telling it well mm-hmm. they're telling the story of lana lang as a mom and mm-hmm. i can appreciate that yeah. i just don't think they're doing a great job of it if that makes sense is it because it's written by 30 year old plus women who are not married and uh, don't have kids and yeah. don't know how to I don't feel know. about like having a family i'm sorry the cw sucks who's writing this because See, but season one was so good but season it was written was so- by hbo writers no okay the uh, production is not the same thing I, a lot of the same teams came back for this and I just what I, what happens with this stuff is like season one you tell the story that this show was conceived for to tell when you pitch a show you pitch the show for a, usually for a specific story you want to tell right so they tell that story in season one and then season two comes around and they're like what do we tell you know what do we do so they're they're pawning this off on the side characters who are just not that interesting and the storytelling is not good enough to make I it work I don't care about humans I just care about Superman yeah like the, I said too many subplots 
Not enough Superman. It needs more of Superman beating up Bizarro Superman. If they're going to exactly. do the Mirror Universe, they have to do it very well. If they're going to do uh, Ali Alstead as the uh, Ali Alston as the bad guy, if they're going to do Parasite, like I said, it's not a character that I'm familiar with. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they would change the name like that. I, there could be deeper comic book lore that I'm not familiar with there. But mm-hmm. if they're going to do that, he need that we need to see Superman in the suit more, and mm-hmm. we need to see more stuff of him actually doing his job as Superman. Mm-hmm. So that that was kind of an all over the place aside of, but just like the things that annoyed me about it. But with an episode title like uh, <laughs> uh, "Girl, You're You'll Be a Woman Soon," that's a song title. I I assumed it that it was going that way. Girl, so. you'll be a woman. So uh, it's we'll see. So dumb. The best I don't thing, care about her quince. Also, I want to give props to whoever the actor was that played the lawyer, John Pugh. <laughs> Uh, I literally wrote John Pugh, attorney dickhead at law. He, he was he was great. He just evil bad guy lawyer. Uh, he was only in it for like thirty seconds, and I just wrote ha 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 ha. Guy you know was awesome. What? We should just watch all monster movies. Monster movies have no political justice. They just fight. Yet, shut up. Uh, I don't want to hear this. Black Christmas. Oh, monster. I, I think hormones like Black Christmas begs to differ. No, I was talking about Christmas. monster movies. So if they're gonna, uh, I'm okay with the with the story of Chrissy and Lo- and and Lois. They do all right because it's tied, and probably because it's tied directly into Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chrissy doesn't trust Lois. Lois is investigating Allie. Allie is cr- connected to the cult that Superman is battling in, in fighting with Bizarro, who we find out now Bizarro is trying to get to Allie. So you thought Bizarro Superman was going to be the big bad. It turns out Allie is. Uh, so I'm all over the place, but the point is uh, close up some of these subplots. Nobody cares that Kyle Cushing had an affair. Negative people care. Like take me as if somebody was cared and then make delete me and delete me five times more. That's how many people care mm. about that storyline. You know what? Nobody I also cares. don't care about. I don't care about Sarah turning 15. Nobody cares about Sarah turning 15. I legit thought she was 16. But apparently she aged down. I don't uh, know how that happened. I said, like, bring it back to the actual superhero storylines and we can get back on track. Mm-hmm. That's um, what you said. If they don't have the budget for, like, the, the scenes, they're just going to be, like... But even just do, do, do. connect the characters better. Like, I don't care about the Cushings on their can own. Can we talk about, like, if they rewrote this episode, can we talk more about Jordan and, like, how he's coping with his superpowers? Dude, and I then, really like, Jonathan, yeah. like, how he's taking the super meth? Because, like, the super... super well, and it is. They do well, talk about it in this mm-hmm. episode. Uh, and it's a storyline I glazed over because I just... Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't... I'm not a huge fan Basically, of- the super meth mix, uh, makes him... Like, it makes, like, kids, like, extra stronger and, like, their senses, like, heightened. He's got, like, like Superman-ish... <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 like, it's, it's like Superman... It's like Superman in a in an inhaler. I also want to know where the industrious young woman who's selling him these drugs got like empty inhalers to put this stuff. Maybe she found it in the garbage can. Perhaps so. So or it's her own personal ones. And in more of Lieutenant Mitch Anderson, who I didn't like at first, but he's just so good as this kind of slimy general who just he always talks like this, and he doesn't make eye contact with Superman. And he always looks vaguely disappointed pointed in him yeah. i love it no. i love it and more dylan walsh so more tag mm-hmm. more john henry irons close up some of these storylines uh, involving the cushings and let's, and let's move about, on like, and also bring more bizarro superman yes uh, i really wanted that like i was so excited to see it i was like that looks like bizarro yep. that's a scary villain always because he's nuts yep. he is nuts and i want more i want more i just want aliens and monsters to fight each other i don't care about you pleb humans 
Like, I don't care about you turning old. You like, turning old. I don't uh, give a damn. And I don't care if you're a mom. I almost would have been okay with the with the the, the Cushing storyline if they didn't have to go the predictable route of the mm. dad is, of course, uh, a piece of crap who had an affair. Right? Also, what happened to the youngest daughter? Like, she disappeared. She, she, she comes and goes as the storyline. Really, she's like, the actress is really young, so I'm guessing they can't have her on set very much, and the show's already bloated as far as, like, cast lists. So, like, she was there for, like, one scene yeah. and then magically disappeared they're so. like uh who cares we have one daughter yep. her name is sarah who's the other daughter we don't know yes so we will we will see where it goes just i, I really th- think like if if i was to offer a clean like lowest common denominator solution would be to close up the cushing storyline mm-hmm. and if you're going to keep it and reintegrate the characters more directly connected to the Superman storyline. Mm-hmm. Watch uh, them do the exact opposite. Likely yeah. what's going well, to happen. The CW always does that. Like if they have a good premise, they take it to a whole 180 and it's like a bad premise. And like the show keeps it's, on going because it's just people too bloated. Because people like some people don't have good taste and they continue these stupid storylines. And I feel like it's writers who don't have kids and don't experience the family life. They're single and they're lonely and they're just writing terrible storylines. I hate it. I, I hate it. I do think that these are things that can be e- fixed easily enough. It's I just it would take it. A, a lot of like foresight and actual work. So we will see where it goes. I hate it. We're gonna we're gonna do Podluck Miracle. Podluck time. We're, Shippers. We're gonna do yes. Uh, I replaced a story that we were going to do yesterday with this one. Uh, and we talked about shippers earlier. I mean, shippers. we were talking about fandoms. Mm-hmm. But when we talk about the idea of toxic fandom. I had to Google shipper. Oh, really? You I didn't feel know bad what, for you, my friend. Um, you didn't know what that was. You were, you were likely happier before you knew what this was. <laughs> yes. um, so it says, James Gunn doesn't understand why, pe- why fans ship Peacemaker and Vigilante. I, I challenge all of you to just go like, deviant art you know what i think is funny like in our little subculture world yeah like, we have shipper fans yeah we do oh yeah that try to marry all of us we do all like people ship me and brett they're yeah. like everyone's married to you what uh, I, i'm I, sure all I've, the- had, I've had a rumored relationship with miracle as well that was like one time and then it disappeared but brett and i um shipper fandom that like is still going strong okay good for <laughs> it's still going strong but yeah they got bored of us after regular then i yeah they're like nah too fatherly i agree um but no like people ship me with chris they're like it's kind of weird that like she has a like it's either she has a weird flirting tactic or he's just mean to her dude i it, I, I stopped because the vlogs always make me look like I'm being mean to Miracle. No, I said Chris. I I am like. But I'm saying, but you, you maybe it's it's not us. It's you. You, <laughs> you. It's we're not mean. You draw out the anger. I'm always like a freaking <laughs> idiot on the vlog. It's always me being like, Burr! well, it's like, Burr, it's Burr, like Burr. if you were to make a vlog, like, hey, let's take a bunch of people. And make them look really bad at whatever their job is, yeah. Because we don't actually show what they do. It's fantastic at making us look like we just have we do nothing with our it's lives. It's never mm-hmm. been me saying something interesting. It's me being saying something hyperbolic. No, you remember in the beginning of the vlogs where we had the fight about Donda and like Even then, certified like, lover boy. Like everybody was like, 
oh, they're fighting. We need more of this. I I had better points. I feel in my <laughs> argument. Okay, so let's, let's we'll, we'll come back. We'll, yeah, sorry, uh, my bad. The, the fans want to know. Peacemaker creator James Gunn explains why he doesn't understand fan shipping Christopher Smith and and Adrian Chase vigilante. That's because fans are nuts. Because it's hot. Because they they're it's it's the weirdos who love to make anything like uh, miracles. Have they, you seen they, the fan art? They try to find the ma- most inappropriate, unrealistic uh, ships and make it happen. Uh, though this one could, you know, I mean, I don't think it actually makes sense, but, you know. The, I, let it happen. Just no, let it happen. No. Like, Pe- have you seen the Constantine and King Shark fan art? That was so weird. <laughs> it was weird for a little sec. Peacemaker creator James Gunn doesn't fully understand why fans ship the titular vigilante, also known as Christopher Smith. Uh, what? Why would you call him the titular vigilante when the next person you're going to talk about is literally a character named vigilante? I don't know. I don't know. I'm being picky. Uh, that he's he's not a vigilante. CBR he's an anti. Known. He's a weird antihero. The titular antihero. There, mm-hmm. I fixed it for you. Also known as Christopher Smith. Oh my. Oh no. It's just a. It's just a mistake. They meant to say the titular uh, peacemaker. They just wrote vigilante twice. There we go. Cut. No, they're saying he's a vigilante. Peacemaker is a vigilante. Also. But it says also known as. Anyway, the point is. No, 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 no. I'm not letting this go. <laughs> titular vigilante. Now it says titular peacemaker, also known as Christopher Okay, grammar Nazi. Like, leave it alone. You win, Brett. You win. We get it. Everyone, we get it. The correction tell, will be made. Everyone tell Brandon in the comments how right he is. Yeah, let's just. <laughs> he liked that idea. Also known as so, Christopher Smith, uh, uh, played by John Cena, and Adrian Chase, Vigilante, played by Freddie Stroma. Uh, in an interview with Variety, Gunn was asked about Vigilante and Peacemaker's friendship with the comment that it feels like it's always on the line of bromance and romance. They never, these people, they don't, they honestly don't believe mm-hmm. you can just be friends with people. They yeah. think that any amount of friendship is automatically means you're sleeping together. For real. They're weird, dude. Like, I, and this means for any fandom, for anything, meaning like for this show, like me and you could be like in a vlog and like give me a high five. They'd be like, oh man, they're totally doing it. I bet. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I bet. If these, if these I fans, fan art. if these fans were our fans, there would be deviant art of me like <laughs> sniffing your curls. Don't give them material, Brad. <laughs> so, I want fan art. No. I want it. And no. then I'll post it in the back of me. Stop. Or like I, co- it would be like a. I want it in the back of me <laughs> if it's Brett smelling my curse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's always on the line of romance and romance. Gunn replied that he knows people talk about that on Twitter. That that's the problem. Twitter is a hellscape of depressing sadness and creepiness. Twitter, Twitter is not, was a mistake. Twitter was a mistake. <laughs> Twitter is not the real world, my friend, and you should not be advertising, marketing, or catering to anything that has to do with Twitter ever. Ever, it, ever, it's ever. It's okay, but if you do follow us on Twitter. It's actually our biggest account, so mm-hmm. please do. Just remember, Pop Culture Crisis. Sorry, Sorry guys. At Pop Culture underscore show on Twitter. Um, <laughs> he doesn't understand why. Quote, I understand how they could think that Vigilante is in love with Peacemaker. He says, I'm not sure how I see that Peacemaker is in love with Vigilante. Peacemaker, to me, he just seems irritated by Vigilante for eight episodes. For the most part, yeah, it does feel like Vigilante would have been like the guy to like, Mm -hmm. he he finally sees him with like another dude. Mm -hmm. And then like, he's like, 
if I can't have you, no one can. Like the Joker storyline with Batman. Kind of. Yeah. I just love James Gunn not understanding the internet. It's like, why are they, <laughs> why are they gaying this up? I don't get it. Like, it's, it's gay. Gay shipping is like so great. I well, love it. It's in everything. Like I, <laughs> I you're the it. problem here for putting it where it doesn't. I, I'm not saying that. I don't put it out there. But when saying, somebody, it's very clearly like it's very clearly done like because that's not what it is. I right? know, but hear me out. I don't put it out there. I appreciate it when people put it out there, and I'm like, yes, let's least, talk about this because like my friend and I, we had like a whole talk about like. um Winter Soldier X Captain America. These people vote. Yeah, yeah. Look, Winter Soldier Captain no, America. That's a weird one. Like that one's too. It's like no, but like my favorite ship is Captain America in Iron Man, and their kid is Peter Parker. Fight me. Where did they get the kid? Because um, Peter Parker is actually Iron Man's bio- like biological okay, son. Okay. So like, don't don't worry about it, fandoms. Woo. But yeah, can somebody like? do the fandom art for brett and dane i just want to see it like a weirdo uh, I, I just love gay fandoms they're great i want to see it too honestly <laughs> or like have a picture of brett just smelling your curls pr- it's just brett's the, portrait the problem with this stuff is is they like you're not allowed <laughs> to just be friends anymore that's weird no this is how you make a strong community and this is how you get more shows and more movies you need that fan to go so even though i was arguing against it like a few i was like i was like i don't think she remembers what we were discussing like literally two and a half segments ago i'm rarely at a loss for words and this is this is the time um leave it alone leave it alone miracle just wants material for the spank bank what apparently i I don't do that what yeah okay but (laughs) sure okay so i i don't do that we're sure here. yeah sure um uh i mean there's times when he cares about him he doesn't want him to die in episode seven i don't know uh, <laughs> i don't know that that's love he's I just mean, spiraling it's i don't get it i don't love. get it since peacemaker launch smith and vigilante have been one of the more common ships to come out of the series with fan fiction websites uh, archive of yes. our own posting a number of stories that do indeed turn their bromance into a romance while smith and vigilante's relationship has generally been depicted as a platonic in the show nothing is sacred anymore but come on come on they do point it out if you like scroll down um below the part where it says like harley quinn oh you passed it already it says like harley quinn like um below that they were talking about that one scene where they had a threesome come on come on just have a little hey as the uh as the philosopher lonely island once said it's not gay if it's in a three-way with a honey in the middle and some leeway. This, yes. Uh, <laughs> I love that song. The, the, the point is, is it's not, or, I, I guess the point is that it's not organic. Like when we were talking about Hannibal mm-hmm. and uh, and Will Graham, mm-hmm. that felt organic and it worked. Yeah. It's weird because of one's a serial killer and one's an FBI Just agent. Just let a little bit sense. gay come in, please. But it, but it makes sense. So it's like, to me, these groups are always just out to ruin the fun of just of standard relationships in these shows. No, this is their fun. Their fun is <laughs> it's like, my fun. I just want to hear a little gay. I've heard about Jaoi stuff like forever. Like I play Yu-Gi-Oh. I've seen yeah. like Yugi and Kaiba make out like more times than mm-hmm. I could even. Joey X Kaiba. That's like the weirdest shit, but I love it because it's like a love hate relationship. Like seventy percent was done by Miracle, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no. And, and technically, this is possible. She's here, Feds. What's, what's she's here? What's funny is like, her. This is technically possible because uh, his dad revealed that he's uh, he's had sex with men before. So yeah. it's it's possible. Uh, let's I, do it. Let's not say we did. Ugh. Can't they just make him get together with uh, Harcourt? Like, well, we'll watch it happen with Harcourt, but then he has an inkling for it. No, no, no. Like he does it again with Vigilante. This is what I hate about this stuff. Why can't <laughs> I think we're being repetitive? Why can't you just do one or the other then? No, you have to do both. Nope, you're wrong. G- come on. Nope. Come on. Just a hit okay. Okay, I don't know. No. Just a hit okay. Just a hit, okay, please. A teaspoon. I don't think it works in this in this show. It doesn't like work. you know a smidgen. I mean, they already got John Cena. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Funny thing is, is like oh. I have to watch what I'm saying here because uh, people will think I'm being like hateful or disrespectful. Yeah, I know. It just doesn't work in this. Come case. on, just give me a hit, gay Brett. No. Oh. Not in the show. I uh. I get. I admit it in. Hannibal, it works. In plenty of other situations, it works. But I'm so sick of everything having Teen to become that. It's it's annoying. Come on. So Batman X Superman? No. Come on. Bo- Boomer Brett discovers the internet. Is the name <laughs> of this segment. Oh, Brett knows the internet. I, Brett keeps far away from the parts <laughs> of the internet she's in. Okay, so uh, Miracle, Miracle you'll love this one. New Toho Godzilla movie could Woo! be in the works. Woo! Uh, Toho Company has largely hit pause on homemade live action on homemade live action uh, Godzilla movies since Shin Godzilla in 2016. Although they were generous since this time uh, with the animated content between Netflix anime trilogy and Singular Point, uh, but the restful period may be over as a new kaiju film for the story Japanese studio is an interesting production. And it's believed to be a Godzilla movie. Twitter's kaiju news outlet reports that Toho is seeking extras for the new project, filming next month under the direction of Lupin the. Uh, Lupin Three, the first, uh, the first filmmaker, uh, Takaha- Takahashi. Yes. Takashi. Oh, Takashi, not Takahashi. There's no H there. Takashi uh, Yamazaki. Yamazaki. Yep. Okay. I'm just gonna let you power through. Takashi Yamazaki, <laughs> uh, which takes place in the 1940s. Uh, as Kano notes, the casting wa- uh, the casting call went out over Toho's Godzilla Plus app. Wow, you can casting call over an app. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, a prime uh, indication that it's quickly developing a movie involves the big G, <laughs> the big G in some way. It also being re- it's also being reported that the untitled film is shooting under the working title The Great War of Archimedes. If accurate, this is an obvious misdirection since Archimedes is a maritime historical adventure drama y- Yamazaki made in 2019. More kaiju movies. I don't care about politics. I just want kaijus fighting each other. Please. Kaiju means like big creature, essentially. Yeah, it just means big Tell creature or a monster. Tell us more. I just want more of it because like the original Godzilla series, like all the movies, they had like different monsters and like it had. So basically the plot was you discovered the new monster. Godzilla has to fight him. He loses in the second act. Third act, he comes back. Like you I love it. I love it. It's like dub. It's simple. What do you love about it? Just monster storing shit. Why are you using your sexy what? voice, Brett? What is it about Wait destroying? About it. What is it about destroying stuff? I'm trying to counter the energy here, so it's it falls back somewhere. No high energy, no. not high, no. high, high energy. No, it. Uh, no, you wouldn't let me have a hit a game, Peacemaker. Just let me have a hit. I'm again. not the arbiter of all that is allowed. It- well, Brett, you are. <laughs> so can you give her a little hit a game? No, sorry. Damn. Um, 
uh, uh, you heard it here first. You can make another. You can you can request said thing uh, with another show, and I may I may grant. Okay, but no, I just love it. If you want to hint a gay in Godzilla, no, there's a sticker. Go, go, go with God, my friend. <laughs> no, there's a sticker on Etsy. I wanted to buy it from my friend Jacob, who's a big. But you don't support Etsy because they're bad for artists. They are, um, but the sticker said um, it's like Godzilla, and it says. Uh, basically king of dies and it's like godzilla wearing tights who hurt you miracle like i said the background says it all miracle's brain is a scary 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 place to be i will pay for, no i won't pay for your therapy well, i'll put some money in. Uh, we'll start a gofundme yeah, for your we'll, therapy we'll put some money what in. therapy i don't need the, it she just needs to see kaijus beating up other kaijus Dude, that's like, how we got here godzilla Godzilla versus Kong like did you watch that movie Dane no. dude it's so visually pretty it's like okay that's an exaggeration it's, shut it's, up it's, it's shut up it's visually pretty for that year give me my moment you got it thank you and I'm sorry Dane I'm like blowing out your ears <laughs> you're both blowing out my ears right now I'm about to die I'm not talking loud I know but my my headphones are like pretty loud note yeah. to self um anytime we need energy talk about Kaijus. Yeah. Kaijus and gay shipping. Gay shipping. What a world. Notes for next episode. Gay shipping. The, no, what's annoying about that mm -hmm. is that they're doing it in places where it's not normal, where, where it doesn't fit. Okay, well. You want to talk about it in a show where that's actually the point? That's fine. Okay, I'm saying where it doesn't shoe fit. Shoe horn. Shoe okay. horn. Everything's okay. being shoe horn. If it doesn't fit. Stop well, fighting, mom and dad. It'll fight either way, but if you want to hear something that doesn't fit, let's see Godzilla uh, X um, King Kong. Let's see that mess. There's also, it says, uh, this let's is an article from last year. It says, which direction will Toho did Godzilla take? This is an older article mm -hmm. that I found. It says, with Godzilla vs. Kong still making waves at the box office, speculation on the fate of the MonsterVerse lives on. Some say the legendary will definitely continue with the MonsterVerse. We have since learned that that's what's yeah. going to happen. Uh, so what do you want to see? Um, in the next one. So, um, either Toho or um, Legendary here. What was the second thing? Uh, or the one that are being made here, the, the ones through Legendary Pictures. Well, okay, Legendary Pictures, they're doing it on Apple TV, right? The TV show, but not the movies. Oh, okay, so the movies. I'm kind of excited, but I feel like they already, like, premiered, like, their big monsters that they had for Godzilla. Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah, and they already did, um, they already Nobody did. Nobody cared about Kong. Yeah. They already did, um, is it, um, what's the robot Godzilla's name again? I'm blanking out. You're the Godzilla expert here, I know, not I'm us. blanking out. I'm blanking out. I think it's like, I'll, it'll come to me later. It'll Perfectly. It'll be at a time when we're not recording and it won't matter. That's, that's, I know. that's when I like stuff to, to come to me. Like, they already did that one, so what are they going to do next? I want to see Godzilla Jr., pop out of an egg and like they do crazy shenanigans i think they should remake the 1998 roland emmerich uh godzilla shot is, for shot is that the one it's the really bad one that everybody hates the one where like godzilla is actually like asexual and produces like three eggs and it like eats people and it's like jurassic world all over again Kinda, yeah so it takes place in new york i think um, it's dumb and it has a fantastic puff daddy song as the theme song mm. it's so he wasn't p diddy at that time mm. he was puff daddy with Jimmy Page. Yeah. It's he so he like oscillates between Diddy and Daddy. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Diddy and Daddy. But I want them to do... I'm, I'm feeling like a Diddy right now. You are. Ten minutes before I was kind of Daddy. But, <laughs> okay. You know. So, so you just want to see more. I want to see more, but if it would be cool, a cool Easter egg if they reference it, like the video games, because there are video games of Godzilla out there. 
just like just a hint or maybe do the godzilla versus that big plant monster that'd be great yeah that'd be great or godzilla finally versus mothra because they did that movie Mm -hmm. in like the original series so if they did it in legendary they didn't do it in that one no it's um basically mothra like almost died and she sacrificed herself to save godzilla that's adorable and she has to be reborn again but apparently like um in the movie they said like they're basically king and queen together and like i think they like said that's a weird species to have a couple with makes perfect sense interspecies couples uh there you go like i said miracles had it's a dangerous place to be (laughs) it's fine i don't i don't look at she needs seven public relations people yeah i need ten what are you talking about? You're probably right. I need 10. But no, I need Godzilla. I And there's like Godzilla plushies that I'm looking for, but they're so ugly. <laughs> they're so ugly, but I want it so I can just stick it in the back right here. What are you going to stick it on? On the board. How? Command tape. It will be fantastic when it falls over on you uh, on the episode. Can't, can't wait. I'll just stick it on the wall. Tim would be fine with that, right? Uh, well, there's no wall behind you. There's a backdrop behind you. I'll just put it I just love room. to ruin Miracle's day every once in I'll a while. I'll just put it in your room. No. I'll put it in your room. No. But, like, I don't know. Because um, if Toho does it, I really want them to... So, in Japan, there's, like, a... Um, I think this is also um, in Shibuya. There's, like, a legendary movie theater okay. where Godzilla is, like, peering over the, oh, the I think town. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, I've been there twice. I think it's in Shibuya. I'm not sure. Somebody correct me on that. But like, if they did like a promo for that because Godzilla's anniversary was like a long time ago, I just usually that means another anniversary is coming up. Mm-hmm. It was like two years ago. Okay. All right. Well, we'll <laughs> see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, and and we will cover it because it will make Miracle very very happy. Yeah, we, we like I like. To- Keep I like, Miracle Happy so she'll actually talk uh, loudly and, and be excited once in a while. I like big monsters. I like Pokemons. And I like gay shipping. Let's do it. What more can you ask for, honestly? Nothing. Nothing. I'm so just uh, give Give Miracle all the monsters, all the Pokemon, and all the gay shipping, and you will keep her happy. Yep. And then I might critique your outfit. Gay shipping. What a world. I've learned, I've learned so much today. Gay shipping is great. Like the Voltron one. Mwah. Beautiful. I love I'm it. Sure. I love it. I wish like some of the fandoms that they made it. Like there's some good story arcs in okay. the fanfics. I just didn't understand the term. They kept saying shipping, shipping, shipping. Because I, I thought they literally meant shipping things. No, it's short for relationship. <laughs> no, I got, I got that. He gets but, it like, now. <laughs> yeah. Like I've been here for an hour talking about gay John Cena. <laughs> I mean... I mean, just let it happen, Brett. Let it happen. I just said that in this context, it's stupid. That's Mir- all I'm saying. Miracle doesn't understand that you don't have the p- control over this. I, I, like, I, mean, uh, I can't make this happen. I can't go. <laughs> Colin. Hi, James. Are yep. you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Um, well, Miracle wants you to. Yeah, she she wants she wants the the John Cena vigilante thing to happen. Do you want it though? Oh, you don't care what I think. I do care. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, we'll talk about it later. Uh, I got to go. Got uh, it. Bye, baby. But now. Nah. That was James Gunn. I was James Gunn. Was that mm-hmm. funny, everyone? No, it wasn't. That was perfect. Sorry. So, <laughs> so. Well, like, they make a lot of lesbian characters. I want gay man characters. We get it. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. You know, the 11th time, I was like, I wonder what she, the 12th time? I got it. Yep. Really, I really got it. I just want 
Hey, look at me. Yeah. Got it. Okay, here. Let's let let's before we close before we finish off. I want equal pick, pick another show that you would like to see that happen on, so that I can give you my blessing that they do it on that show and not on Peacemaker. Merlin. Oh, uh, him and uh, King Arthur. I don't want to give up that show too. No, I guess because Merlin's kind of a wimp. So yeah. he's a wimp. Take that back. He's kind of a wimp. Colin. Colin Morgan is a beautiful actor that is not a wimp. I'd say Community, Abed, and the other guy. Oh, yeah, and Troy. Yeah. That one's cute. That um, also, what what's another thing that can ruin your lives? A lot of people do it, like, with the Hawaii Five O remake with, like, uh, uh, Dano and Steve on the Oh, show. my God. Levi and Aaron from Attack on Titans. Biggest fandom right there. Right there. And it doesn't matter who's the top for that fandom. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that was a fantastic episode, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, no, so, yeah, that's good stuff. Good, good stuff. stuff. You good, guys good know stuff. secretly what's in my mind. Yes, it's it's all good, my friend. It's all good. Uh, okay. Dane, thank you so much for. I, I know we've re- we we've opened you up to a whole new world today, <laughs> uh, teaching you what shipping is. So thank it's you a so whole much. New uh, world. Thank you guys. Why why don't you share <laughs> with everyone the social media that you don't have? So this is why I don't have a social media because then you'd be writing to me about john cena you know no i bet you somebody on your snapchat's go like snap i'll get something story. i'll get a yeah. social eventually I, I just don't know if I'll, i'm gonna do instagram or twitter but whatever miracle yes. let everyone know where your social media is i have social media because it rots your brain yeah they the little yeah she, she pointed the fingers this way not that way this time. i know i did it more aggressively this yes. time. evolving yeah. <laughs> All right. Guys, if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me on Instagram at Brett Asovic. For the show, please go to the YouTube page, uh, subscribe to the channel, like the videos, leave comments on the videos. Please, please, please. It would make us very happy. And then after you've done that, go ahead to the description box on any one of those videos you click on. From there, it'll take you to the Spotify playlist, which has the full unabridged version of every episode. It really is, in my humble opinion, the best way to listen to this podcast because who wouldn't want to hear this discussion in its entirety and not in, in clips? Up uh, edited versions that don't do it any justice. Ugh, fools. Not just on Spotify, we are also on Amazon Music, on Apple Podcasts, and on Pandora. If you want to follow us on social media, we are on Twitter at popculture underscore show, even if Twitter is a hellscape. You can also find us on Facebook and on TikTok. It would make our friend Dane here very happy if you would follow us there. And that is at popculturecrisis. And we will be back with another episode tomorrow. See you then, guys. Bye. Bye.